nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Friday, August 25th, 2023. Here we go. <laughs> everybody doing out there today i am your host don quixote don q don gotta get the show done quick so let's get going <laughs> all right guys real quick couple things don't forget to please visit the dtom store link is at the bottom of whatever podcast app you're listening to this on make sure when you get there and you buy something you put something in the cart you buy it i got some cool t-shirts got some stickers got all sorts of crap i need you guys to help hook a brother up help me out come on you're funding the show it's not for me to make any money trust me when i tell you this i've cut the profits way down on everything so i can keep the prices as low as possible so check it out guys use promo code dtom it, the link is at the podcast app, what you're listening to this while you're there. Also, please follow the show, subscribe to the show, whatever the button is there. Hit the plus, hit the follow, hit the download, whatever it is. Hit it. And then uh, and uh, and share this. You know, give every, all your friends a big fat sugar water. Show, share the DTOM experience with everyone else. A couple of things, guys. Also, make sure if you're on social media, you follow us at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And on the uh, Twitter X machine, we are uh, DTOM underscore 1775. And if you are not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at, uh, don't, <laughs> forgot, I had, I had a brain fart there. Don't tread on America.com. Like it's a real hard fucking e uh, website there, Don, to, to remember. Dipshit. Uh, from all of those situations, you can message us, you can email the show, you can ask questions, you can do whatever you need to do, you can post shit on the Facebook page, I don't care. And uh, also, <laughs> you can hit the DTOM store while you're in all those places. Alright guys, let's go. Okay, so last Friday, I did a show, a show about uh, 
the upcoming election. And I talked about the secret covenant of the Illuminati and all of these these things, these people, whatever you want to call them. And I believe, I believe, as and I'm not saying I'm on a, I'm not on an island with this one, I can't imagine. But I'm pretty sure that a lot of these people, you know, and it doesn't matter if they're Republican, if they're Democrat, I don't really give a crap what they are. There's some of these people that are in this group that are a part of this, whether they're Republican or Democrat, that doesn't matter. So if you listen to last Friday's show and I read the whole covenant, I'm not going to go back through it again today. What I want to do is every Friday for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to cover a different candidate. Now, I'm obviously not going to go through all the candidates because as time progresses, surely some of those people are going to drop out. I'm going to focus on the main players. Okay, so that being Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, uh, Governor Double Ronnie Double D DeSantis down here in the great state of Florida, uh, obviously Trump, right? Um, maybe Nikki Haley. I don't know. I mean, it depends. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure the, the players. I'm looking at the players. Okay, I'm not going to worry about Asa Hutchinson and Chris Christie. I mean, I might talk about those people. And maybe I'll lump the the shit pile of, of the scraps together, and uh, we could talk about them. But in all honesty, if you guys watched the debate or even if you caught highlights of it, um, you know, there's there's really like three people in this race. In all honesty, and one of them wasn't even in the debate. Um, so, and then also I want to talk about Robert Kennedy, and uh, we don't really need to talk about Biden because we know about Biden. You know, and, I, and I'm not even going to focus a whole lot on Trump because we know about Trump. What am I going to get? He was a great president. He did all the good things. Obviously, he's a man. He had flaws, so on and so forth. I get that. Maybe I'll do a combo Biden-Trump show, you know, because I don't need to dwell on what we know, right? So with that being said, today we're going to focus on Mr. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. And I have to ask the question because I'm not quite sure about this guy. And it has nothing to do with his last name, with his ethnicity, ethnicity. Um, it's, it's, here's my problem. And I have to ask the question. Is he the Republican version of Barack Obama? And this has nothing to do with what Chris Christie said the other day. I actually had this all written down prior to the debate. So... It has nothing to do with this. I started actually working on this part of the show last week. Um, so obviously, Chris Christie's a fan of the show and probably delved into my notes and whatever. No. But point being is this. When Obama was running for president in, what was it, 04, right? I think it was 04. Was it 04? 08? 08. When he was running in 08... Okay, so 07, whenever it was he declared. No one knew shit, for the most part. No one knew shit about Obama, right? Internet was was available, but in all honesty, you're talking, what was that, 15 years ago? It was still relatively new. Um, I'm not saying uh, internet had been around for probably, uh, from a daily usage basis, it was probably still around for 10, 15 years at that point. With AOL and all that shit. But I personally, even being a 15, 16, whenever I was, 16 years ago, younger man, 
I still wasn't big on the internet. I didn't get on. There wasn't Facebook. There wasn't all this stuff. And I and I don't really dwell on Facebook. And I I'm with doing the show. My biggest thing is Twitter, to be honest with you, because you can find a lot of shit and it links you to articles and so on and so forth. But it's not that I post a lot on Twitter. And really, as far as Facebook, the only reason I even have the Facebook is to have the show page. In all honesty, this, the face, my pay, Facebook page is actually my dead dog's <laughs> Facebook page. That back, okay, just real quick. I know I, I got to make this a quick show, but real quick. And you guys will probably laugh, and you probably were one of these people. But when Facebook first started, right, I wasn't on for Facebook when it first started. I was like, eh, Facebook, that's stupid. But like my wife was, the kids were, my you know family members and whatnot. <laughs> and they were all like, oh, you need to get on Facebook and play Farmville. I need help farming. That was, my, that was my wife. I need help farming the strawberries. I need help. I need this. I need that. I need friends, blah, blah, blah. So I started a Facebook page. And it was mainly <laughs> to do Farmville and to connect with family. Like, not connect with family, but like uh, at the time, my kids were still in shit. My kids were in middle elementary school and middle school. So it was more like, oh, here's Courtney at her her cheerleading thing or her, her dance thing or whatever. Here's Kendall playing football, you know, post pictures. So it was kind of like that, that way your family that might not live around here saw, oh, look at that. That's cool. Whatever. Uh, graduation, so on and so forth. Um, and then to connect with friends, like from high school, like you graduated, you know, oh, hey, it's been a long time since we talked, blah, 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 whatever, you know. And so that was the good thing about Facebook. Um. Where am I going with all this? Anyway, internet. <laughs> so we couldn't do a lot of research when Obama was running for president. And and to be honest with you, I wasn't very political back then. I was kind of like, eh, if they're a Republican, I'm voting for them. Which, unfortunately, nowadays is still probably 50% or probably more, probably 70-something percent of the country is still like that. Oh, they're Democrat, boom. Oh, they're Republican, boom. They don't delve into who is saying what. And what does it mean for you? And even if they're saying the right things, does it mean they're going to do the right things? Right. And I had always voted since I could for a Republican, period. Whoever that was that was running. Okay. And this particular year, Obama was running. Um, I was never a big fan of Hillary Clinton. And this has nothing to do with recent findings. I've never been a fan of hers. Even when she was the first lady. Never. What the hell's that? Never gave a shit about Hillary Clinton. Right? So here's this guy from Illinois. He's Democrat, granted. But he was saying all the right things. Okay? If you guys can remember back to when he was running initially in 07. He was saying all the right things. He was an outsider. He was a new senator. He had only been in the in the game for a short amount of time. So this guy's an outsider. He's not part of the machine. He's not part of this. He's he's young. He's vibrant. Listen to what he's saying. And on the other hand, as a Republican voter, on the other hand, you had who? Do you remember who was running? You had John Poopy Pants McCain. Okay? And I, once again, wasn't a big fan of John McCain. Was not a big fan have nothing I'm not going to diss on his his service for this country but if you delve into John McCain you'll know exactly what I'm talking about 
So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go with, with Brock because he's saying everything that I want to hear. Whereas I got John McCain over here has been in the business for 30 some odd years. He's one of them. This guy's an outsider. He's saying all the right things. I'm going with Brock. Okay. Obviously I got burnt, right? I got four years. Haha. <laughs> fuck you motherfucker. And then when he ran for reelection in 12, right? What did, if you guys recall, think back, get back in the way back machine and think back to what Obama's biggest thing was running for reelection. Free shit, right? You remember that? Obama phones, free this, free that. That's all he ran on. There was no subject matter. There was nothing. And then we, the Republicans, put up fucking Romney against him, and we knew we were fucked, right? So, whatever, whatever. Point being is this. And I'm going to get into Ramaswamy and everything, and this is what worries me about him. Another outsider. Granted, this dude's not even a politician. At least Obama was a senator, right? And then the big thing on the debates, you had some of these guys going after him. Uh, well, like Pence said, this is an on-the-job training type situation, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to jump around on this, and I'm going to get into some details on Vivek Ramaswamy in a second here. But I have to say this about that, Mike Pence. That's kind of what a lot of people like. And what Vivek has to run on is this. <clears throat> now, I'm saying this with the fact that I'm, I have no one 100% locked in that I'm voting for besides Donald Trump. Oh, <laughs> I, I Really, in all honesty, I'm not locked into any one particular person right now. Still early, okay? But Vivek, in my opinion is running on a very much a Donald Trump platform of 2016. Okay? He's not really beholden to any mega donors. He's running his donor campaign is is very much a small campaign from like Trump when Trump ran he ran as a billionaire I'm rich. If you can give me a dollar or $5 or whatever. And I'm sure he got more money from other people. I'm not saying that's all he ran on was getting dollar bills from people. But Vivek's in the same situation in the sense that he's kind of running on the same platform as Trump in that situation. I'm not beholden to corporations. I'm not beholden to this. I'm not beholden to that. And I'm like, okay, I, I like that. But I've always, even when Trump was running in 16, I asked the question because in all honesty, when, when Trump was running, I was like, this is a joke. You know, you're a billionaire. Why in the fuck would you want to be president? Why would anybody that has any kind of serious money want to be in public office you're not getting any money you're not making money doing it you're not paycheck wise you're not making any money obviously the fringe benefits look at biden you're obviously making money but you're not um you're not crushing it from a paycheck standpoint right so i had to ask the question with trump i don't know i don't think he's serious i'm going with ted cruz then as things progressed, obviously Trump was serious. He won the, the primary. He was the guy. I worked on his campaign, um, calling people, whatever. Yes, I was that guy. And um, Trump did right by me. In my opinion, paychecks were good. 401k was good. My wife's 401k was good. Everything was good up until COVID. Like Trump or hate Trump, you can't deny that fact. Okay. But let's delve into Vivek. Who is this guy? Okay, so 
relatively young, right? 38, I think, if, I, if my quick math was correct. He's an American businessman and political candidate now. He founded the uh, Roviant Sciences and Pharmaceutical Company. Okay, I have I, concern number one. Uh, declared his candidacy in February of 23. Cool. Uh, started his campaign claiming the United States is in the middle of a national identity crisis uh, precipitated by what he called the new secular religions like COVIDism, climatism, and gender, ide- gender ideology. Also a critic of environmental, social, and government e- uh, ESG. Uh, in August 23, Forbes estimated his net worth around $950 million. His wealth is, comes from biotech and financial businesses. Okay. So there's a lot of thing about him. When he was in school, uh, and this is a lot, you'll see a lot of this stuff about him being a Soros, Soros, whatever, Soros Foundation, whatever it was. And I'll say this about that. Um, the fact that he's trying to cover that up is kind of concerning. But as a young man, this was before he was a millionaire. He's obviously trying to get as much education as he possibly could. So he was applying for for. Uh, for a fucking a I want to say grants but I know that's not the word he was uh, the thing man <laughs> fuck I lost my fucking mind this is what happens when you try to breeze through it he was obviously a smart guy like in high school graduated as valedictorian he graduated college as a what kumos somlati whatever it's called um so he tried he was, uh, that's what it was, the Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowship for New Americans. And I think it's, it was a situation to just make, to get money to go to school, okay? Um, I guess the biggest question is, is Roviant Science. So it, it's a healthcare company apply, focused on applying technology to drug development, and they build um, subsidiary biotech and healthcare technology companies. So it's a, it's a pharmaceutical company that builds pharmaceutical companies. And as of lately, I find it hard to trust pharmaceutical companies. And, and I'm one day here in the very near future, I'm going to do a show on John Rockefeller. And you'll understand my distrust for pharmaceutical companies and doctors. Now, yes, I am a person who has cancer. And yes, I have to go to a doctor. And yes, I do all this shit. But I'll also tell you this. I don't take the medicine anymore. Because it was making me sick. Okay, now I could die tomorrow. Granted, I get it. I'll also say this, knock on wood. I've had a handful of scans since I've stopped taking the medicine, and I've gone another route, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that what I'm doing is good for you. You do what you want to do. You talk to a doctor. You you feel you do what you have to do. I'm going a whole other route, and I'm not going to sit here and talk about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. That's none of my, it's my business, none of yours, and I don't want to give you any ideas and then say, oh, I've, I'm doing this because I heard it on the Detom show, and then something happens, and then they come after me. Do your own research, talk to your own doctors, whatever. The fact of the matter is, not to get on a whole other tangent, but I'm going to do a show on John D. Rockefeller and his involvement in the medical industry, education industry, and yes, that's an industry, and uh, and those things. So when I do that show, you'll understand my distrust a little bit for someone who's made their money in pharmaceuticals, okay? Now, I'll say this about that. From what I could find, none of his companies were necessarily involved and had nothing to do with COVID vaccines. So there's that. But we we also know that 
Um, so let me see. I found this article. So this is his 10 commandments for 2024 campaign. Okay. If I can scroll past all the, <laughs> so he's a notable figure from Silicon Valley, biotech entrepreneur. Uh, he has been gaining traction in the Republican party. He has swiftly moved up the ranks currently sitting as top contender behind, uh, Donald Trump and DeSantis. Um, so here's his 10 commandments, so to speak. Is that what they called it? Ten? Yep. Ten commandments. Okay. So God is real. Okay. Cool. I don't know that he's a practicing Christian. I, I and, and, and I don't care. I mean, whatever. Your God is your God. Okay. And really that's all that matters. I know um, he grew up as a Hindu, you know, from in a Hindu tell. Uh, he says he's a conservative Christian. So that's fine. You know. God is your God. Okay, so whatever. God is real. There are two genders. Uh, he talked a lot about this uh, during the camp, during the uh, debate the other night. Human flourishing flourishing requires fossil fuels. And I'll stop real quick. They're not fossil fuels. If you guys recall, we were raised on belief that oil came from dinosaurs. Thus the term fossil fuels. Fake news, okay? Not to get into that show for another day. Reverse racism is racism. Now, this is something I've been saying for fucking years. Forget about this show or any other podcast. For years, whenever you say something, you know, and a black person or whatever ethnicity says something, and you're like, that's reverse racism. It's not reverse racism. It's fucking racism. If a black person, for example calls you a dumbass cracker or a stupid honky or whatever that's in my opinion that's the same as you calling them a stupid n right i don't get offended by the word honky or uh cracker i don't really give a shit whatever but it's not reverse racism it's racism if you're of one ethnicity saying something derogatory to another ethnicity it's racism period period point blank doesn't matter there's no such thing as reverse racism. It's racism. An open border is no border. True story. Parents determine the education of their children. I love that. Nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. True. Capitalism lifts people up from poverty. True. Whether you create something or you work for a company that creates something. If you are sweeping the floors at a corporation and that corporation is a highly capitalistic company and you work your way up through that company to make more money, it's because of that capitalistic company that you are now making more money. True story. There are three branches of governor, uh, govern, of U.S. government, not four. I don't know what the fourth one would be in that situation, but whatever. U.S. Constitution is the strongest guarantor, guarantor of freedoms in history. And... Technically, true. Realistically, I'm not so sure because of the way things have been going lately. Uh, as far as from a First Amendment and Second Amendment standpoint. But I understand what he is saying. So I want to play this clip. This is um, this is off of, uh, off of the Twitter machine from Dom Lusuri, the breaker of narratives. Um, he says, like I said last week, beware of the men who randomly appear saying all the things you want to hear in a most professional way. So this is the crux of this show is here's a person with a slick tongue. You know, he looks good on camera. He dresses nice. 
saying all the right things. Let me play this for you. So first, let me just address a question that is on everybody's mind at home tonight. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name, and what the heck is he doing in the middle of this debate stage? I'll tell you, I'm not a politician. I'm a mill worker's son who dares to defy the odds. The hope of a skinny kid with a funny name who believes that America has a place for him, too. So that was Vivek saying what he said. Second person that you heard was Obama when he was running initially. You see the comparison. So, and here's another clip that I'm going to play. Now, um, this is, well, this is his, what I just read, the, the climate uh, 10 commands. Climate change is also real. <laughs> what? What was that? So, here he is saying, this is Vivek saying what he's saying. I'm not denying the under reality of the underlying reality that global surface temperatures are going up and in part due to human activity. Climate change is a hoax. Climate change is also real. So that's the thing. You one of your ten commandments, right? What was it? Uh he yeah, climate change is a hoax. He said that in the debate. That was the first part of the clip. So is it a hoax? Is it real? Is it fake? You can't, you can't have a debate and in your debate say climate change is a hoax and then be on an interview saying, and this was recently that he did that interview where he said climate change is real and surface temperatures, blah, 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 whatever he just said. You can't have it both ways. It's either one or the other. Period. If you're a if you're a AOC a green agenda person, stick with your your thought process. I don't agree with it, but stick with it. Okay? It, at least you are true to your beliefs. If climate change is a hoax, then it's a hoax. Period. If fossil fuels is the way to make America great again, you can't say that fossil fuels is what we need to have, but then on the other hand, say something about climate change, which is going to cause you to want to have to get rid of um, fossil fuels, right? You can't you can't do that. So I guess in closing, and, and I'm not ending the show, but what I'm going to end on, Vivek, is this. Obviously, this guy loves Donald Trump, okay? he He was very emphatic of how he believes Trump was the greatest president of the 21st century. I'm not arguing with him. Not arguing with him. <laughs> okay. He, uh, I mean, considering there's only been, what, two two presidents? <laughs> or I guess now three in the 21st century? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, he might have been, he might be the greatest president, not of all, but one of the top ten at least. Um, so you have to ask the question. And this is in closing on Vivek. Why is he running? If if what you believe, and I'm going to put this on Vivek over any of the other candidates running for president. If you believe that Trump is being done wrong, okay, and that he is the greatest president ever, and if he is all everything, the bee's knees and better than sliced bread, why are you running? Because you're running just like you were President Trump. 
in my opinion. You're running, you're saying all the things that Trump is saying. So my thought process has to be this, that he's running on a platform of Trump so that if, if there's a chance that Trump does get prosecuted and thrown in prison, that this guy will win. Now, mind you, none of that's going to happen before Trump, before the election. You know what I'm saying? They can say all the crap they want. They're going to have a speedy trial. They're going to do all this. That It's not going to happen. So let's just say for shits and giggles, Trump gets indicted and put in jail. Or convicted, I should say. And put in, he's been indicted, but convicted and put in jail. That's why I think Vivek's running on the platform he's running on. He's saying all the things that all these Trump, everyone that's a Trump fan is like, oh, Trump, 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 Trump. So if he were to get thrown in jail, locked up, he's in prison, he's in 10, he's got 10, he, he got judged 10 years, he's got to go to prison. Well, then you're probably, your next bet is this guy because he's saying everything Trump would say. So the question is here, can you trust that everything he's saying is what he'll stand up for? Obviously, there's no way to know. And this isn't going to be an endorsement for Ron DeSantis. I've got to do some digging on him. Obviously, being a resident of the state of Florida that in which he's governed, I think he's done a fine job. Will he be able to turn that into a, a country-type leadership? I don't know. But I'll say this about that. At least everything he said he was going to do as governor, he's done as governor. So if Trump were to be thrown in prison, and I'm not saying I'm voting for Trump either way, but I would say at this point in my personal poll, he's got the lead. I think I think DeSantis's problem, in my personal opinion right now, is he's listening to too many other people. He's listening to too many other people. He needs to get them out of his way, much like Trump did. When Trump won, he started listening to too many other people. He needs to get those people out of his way. That's just my personal opinion, and we'll get into DeSantis probably next week. So I guess in closing here with uh, Ramaswamy, do we trust him? I don't know. It's hard to say, but you could also say uh, of two people— that ran for president in my memory there weren't career politicians that um said all the right things were one for one barack obama said all the right things shit on all of us trump said all the right things and was there for america even though they shit on him um, in all honesty, I don't know that Vivek or anyone else in the Republican Party stands a chance. So, but you guys do your own research. Trust me, I've been digging on this guy for a week and I've told you everything I found. <laughs> so just keep an eye on him and listen to the things he says. All right. So a couple weeks back, we talked about Obama's chef drowning from a paddleboarding accident, right? And I asked the question, who called 911? A lot of reports said that it was uh, a, a staffer. Obama staffer was with him, and I was like, well, and they were saying it was a female staffer, and I was like, well, the dude's married. Was he out paddleboarding with a, another chick? Okay, maybe she was teaching him, whatever, whatever, whatever. So this, I found this last night, 
This is from Judicial Watch. Police records show Secret Service reported Obama's personal chef, Tafari Campbell, was missing. Body was found using sonar. So Judicial Watch announced today that it received 18 pages of records through the Massachusetts Public Records Law from Egerton, Massachusetts Police Department that showed the Secret Service reported Obama's personal chef missing and that the body was found using sonar. The records also report that clothing was found separate from the body and that he was not wearing a life vest. Now, I don't know that that means he was naked. He might have had a, a wetsuit on or something like that. Um, other important details were redacted regarding the July 23rd drowning. Uh, the records released yesterday included uh, computer-aided dispatch. So this is all teletyped, essentially. Secret Service agent redacted. Advised swimmers unable to locate the party at this time. Party last seen wearing all black on a paddleboard, African-American male. A 911 call from above reported person who identified as a Secret Service member is requesting at least an ambulance response and sure of exact services needed. Reporting person advance best access is from the residents. They are deploying a rescue swimmer and a Zodiac boat right now. Reported person advanced, no life vest was worn, and recover the uh, paddleboard and clothing. Still no contact with missing party. They still have a boat and rescue swimmer in the area. At 8.25 p.m., the reports noticed that Oak Bluffs Fire Department was sending a dive team. Uh, Coast Guard helicopter was deployed, as was a state police helicopter. In the report sent by Police Chief Bruce McNamee, McName, whatever, the names of the witness of the Secret Service agent are removed in this email transporting uh, McName, McNamee, McMammy, whatever, <laughs> per the request of the, the Massachusetts State Police. The names of the witness and the USSS agent have been redacted. Okay. Now, here's my question. And I'm not going to keep reading this because I really don't give a shit who, I mean, I do give a shit who called 911, but I don't care that it was Bob Johnson, the Secret Service agent. I don't care. My question is this, and this is where I'm a little bit disappointed in Judicial Watch because I follow them on Twitter and I pay attention to what Tom Fitton has to say. If Tafari Campbell was paddleboarding with uh, an uh, Obama staffer, which is basically a secretary, female, male, whatever, I don't care. Why was the Secret Service there? Because they wouldn't have been for a staffer, but they would have been if Obama was there. No one's asking the right questions. What was the Secret Service doing calling 911 for? Oh, Don, it's the president's, it's the ex-president's uh, residence. They would be there. Well, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they said that the Obamas weren't there. Right? Didn't we, didn't we hear that initially? That the Obamas weren't there. So if this isn't the president of the United States, this isn't the White House with the president, that doesn't mean that Secret Service are on duty 24-7 when the president or ex-president is there or not there. It's not how it works. He has a small detail that goes with him where he goes. Okay, he doesn't have 50 armed guards. He doesn't have a plethora of vehicles. It doesn't work like that once you're an ex-president. Okay, if 
The Secret Service was there to call 911 because Tafari Campbell went missing off of his paddleboard. And I'm not going to delve into the whole situation of him being able to swim, not swim, no life. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I do care. God, you know, help his family and forbid that this guy had to die for whatever reason he perished. We've already gone into that. You can go back and listen to the show. I'm not going to cover it again. My question simply is this. Why, if the Obamas weren't there and Barack Obama had nothing to do with this incident, why was the Secret Service there to call 911? And I think this kind of goes back into the whole thing of Obama showing up a couple days later playing golf and his hand was all splinted up because it looked like he had busted up a couple knuckles. Was there something else to this? Not saying the Secret Service killed Tafari. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying that obviously someone from this family was there when this guy died. Period. All right. A couple more things, and I'm going to have to bounce because I hear the wife is home, and she's going to start knocking on the door here before too long. Okay, so real quick. So not breaking news, right? We know this because if you follow Trump and if you follow anything, you know that Trump turned himself in yesterday. The uh, mugshot is running rampant, and I'll probably, like everyone else, use it to make a T-shirt. Go check out the D-Tom store this weekend, and uh, you'll see it. Anyway, they got their mugshot, big fucking deal, but this is what his supporters are having to say about the whole situation. I'm here to support President Trump. You want to know why I'm here to support President Trump? Because they done did black men like this for decades. Make up charges and put them so I know Trump is innocent. I support Trump against this corrupt, two-tiered justice system. That's why I'm here to show my support as a black man for Trump. And I'm wearing my shirt, niggas for Trump 2024, and I mean that. What do you think about the indictments? Oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it's going around the country. You know, Fanny, Fanny Willis, she's a, uh, she went to school with my sister. She's full of shit. She was full of shit then. So she's a puppet for the white liberal that is controlling everything. She okay, so did you catch that part? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back it up here. Now listen to this right here. White liberal that is controlling everything. She's in front, but the white liberal back there pulling those strings telling her what to do. That's what I think about her, making a fool of herself. Do you think it's going to help his election? Of course it is. It's going to elevate him all the way. I think we should make Trump king. That's how I feel. <laughs> we should make him be, king. Um, wouldn't that be like kind of like communist? No, there's no way to communist. Now we're just going to make him king, but we still got our freedoms and rights and everything. He fought that. Yeah, Trump for King 2024. That's actually my URL. I own that URL. You own that URL? I can't get your name. Really? Oh, my name is Niggas for Trump 2024. <laughs> I can't believe that. Gilson, former That's my nigga. Former candidate. I'm a former candidate for New York State Governor. Derek Gibson, look me up. All right, Derek Gibson. True story. Ran for governor against Hochul and Lee Zeldin. Obviously, didn't win. Uh, he was besmirched. You didn't really hear much about him because he supposedly was a proud boy, whatever. And, uh, of course, the proud boys are all racist, so I'm trying to figure that one out because the head of the proud boys is a Hispanic guy, and this guy is obviously a black man. So... Whatever, whatever. And obviously, um, <laughs> this guy, and, and the funny thing is, is watching this video, it's not like he's by himself. I'm assuming there's a lady there with him, maybe his wife or girlfriend, and the people behind him are all of different colors and ethnicity, waving flags. 
I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of people feeling some sort of way about this whole Trump thing. Now, the reason I talked about the white liberal part where he said that Fannie Willis is being tugged by the strings of a white liberal is this. I'm going to play a clip. This is from Malcolm X. Now, this is very old. This is back in the 60s, obviously, because he was killed back in the 60s. But now listen to what he has to say about the white liberal. There are many whites who are trying to solve the problem, but you never see them going under the label of liberals. That, that white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere. He's the most deceitful. He's like a fox. And a fox is, almost, is always more dangerous in the forest than the wolf. You can see the wolf coming. You know what he's up to. But the fox will fool you. He comes at you with his mouth shaped in such a way that even though you see his teeth, you think he's smiling and taking for a friend. There are many whites who act friendly toward Negroes. A fox acts, acts friendly toward the lamb. And usually the fox is the one who ends up with the lamb chop on his plate. The wolf doesn't act friendly. And therefore the wolf has more difficulty in getting the lamb chop in his plate. I'd like to point out, though, that... And I, I, I say that because it is usually the... If you study the structure of the Negro community, mm-hmm. economically, politically, civically, psychologically, and otherwise, it's controlled by the white liberal mm-hmm. who usually poses as the friend of the Negro. Uh, on the other hand, I think one could point to a large number of whites uh, who have struggled for civil rights, Give me for equality, and have got little or nothing out of it. Uh, other than uh, quite a few bruises. Give me an example. Well, the, the large number of, of white uh, students who have gone into the South, for example, working for SNCC and other organizations. Not working for SNCC or other organizations, but working for uh, the white uh, political machines who benefit by the voting uh, efforts of Negroes. Okay. Today, you could point to a large number of, of Negro leaders who have consistently betrayed Negroes in a whole host of areas. They aren't really Negro leaders. These are puppets that have been put in front of the Negro community by white liberals. These so, I mean, now that was Malcolm X. Obviously, he feels some sort of way about white liberals. I don't know if he necessarily feels that way about all white people. I don't know. I do believe that, in my personal opinion, these things that he said are the reason why he was killed. Okay? Is he wrong? No, I don't think he is. I And really, if you did a deep dive into um, Lyndon B. Johnson, you would probably understand a little bit more about what Malcolm X is saying here. That's obviously a show for another day, so we're not going to get into that right now. My, my, I'm going to close with this. My whole thing is this. All Democrats aren't necessarily bad. There's a difference between just a regular person as a democrat and a liberal those are two different things um i guess essentially you can close with saying this trump is not necessarily the worst person ever is he the best person ever probably not is he better than the options that we have i think so i think that we can look at it like this And I know what I'm about to say is going to say that I've made up my mind, and that's not true. But I'm going to say this. If you look at records, okay, I can sit here and tell you DeSantis, whatever, Florida. Will that translate into government, to United States government? I don't know. 
Vivek says all the things that Trump has done and is doing, does that mean he's going to do the same thing once he once he would be president? I don't know. Trump, on the other hand, he's been there. He's done that. He got fucked. He's still getting fucked. And my whole thing about Trump is this. If they're still going after this guy, why? What does he know? What he, what is, why are they so afraid of this dude? That's just what I think. And that's what I think a lot of people are seeing is like, what does this guy know that they are so afraid of him that they're doing everything in their possible power? And, and Tucker said, Tucker Carlson said it the best. If you listen to the interview that he had with Trump, that, you know, they've done basically everything they could possibly do to you, but kill you. Is that coming next? Are, are they, are they going to kill you? Cause that's really all they have left. In all honesty, I'm not wishing death upon Donald Trump or anyone else for that matter. But if their main goal is to make sure that this guy does not become president, obviously they're down to their last couple of options here. In all honesty. So, I don't know. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right, guys, a couple of things real quick. Don't forget, today is Friday August 25th, tomorrow, August 26th at 10 a.m. I will be on the Charlie Robinson show on TNCRadio.live. Google it, check it out. You can hear me live. Not that I do a lot of edits on this show, so it is me pretty much like this. But me and Charlie are going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to cover a bevy of topics. I guess I can give you the title of the show. It's going to be, is this the end of the Biden experiment. I'm not going to go into anything else because I'm going to save it for the show. You guys can tune into that live. If you have nothing to do on a Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, check it out, tntradio.live. Search Charlie Robinson, and you will hear me. Love PCGC. And if you are unable to do that, as soon as the show airs on his podcast, we will share that show here for you guys. And other than that, guys, please make sure whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, you share this with your friends. You follow the show. Follow us on social media at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And if you're not on social, that's cool. Check us out on DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From there, you can go to the DTOM store. Don't forget, use promo code DTOM and get 10% off your purchase price. Other than that, guys, I think, yeah, I think that's it. Cool. 46, 47 minutes. All right, you're welcome. I'll talk to you again on, uh, well, it'll probably be Monday. My wife's off Sunday, so we'll do it Monday. We'll do it live. We'll do it live tomorrow. Check us out tomorrow. Charlie Robinson, TNTRadio.live. We'll do it live. See ya.